Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired, Flipboard. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. Looking to brush off on the latest on the Oklahoma City Thunder or NBA in general? You can read stories from Bleacher Report, Fansided, Sports Illustrated, and more. Maybe you just want to be a more informed citizen. Well, you can read from the top magazines and newspapers around the world, including New York Times, New Yorker, The Inquirer, and more. When you see the stories that you want to save or share, tap the plus button to add them to private or public collections. It's that simple. Used by millions of people every day, Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. Get started now at Flipboard.com or just download them in the App Store. What's up, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. All right, and welcome in to another recap podcast of Topic Thunder. Um, I'm here. My name is Alex. I'm here joined by Anthony. How are you doing, Anthony? What's going on? Not a great way to to uh, end the night, but what's going on? <laughs> kind of a crappy weekend for us Oklahoma <laughs> sports fans. I mean, yeah, not a not a good sports weekend for us on any of the any of the uh, leagues. I know, I know. All right, also joined in by Steven uh, calling in from Seattle. Steven, how are you doing? Hey, guys, I'm doing pretty good. And um, I, I'd like to start by offering my condolences for the game yesterday. Uh, it's tough to get that close and fall short. Hey, man, and you know what? We we spotted them 28 points, and then after that point, it was a pretty close game. So I think if we work on those Four touchdowns in the first quarter that we gave up. You know, I think I, I think this team could be pretty good if they, uh, you know, if they bring <laughs> back some of their players. But hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw that was kind of the attitude people had on Twitter was it was kind of a not a moral victory, but it kind of softened the blow the way that they kind of fought back. But I it do have did. I do have a bright side for you on this on this Oklahoma weekend, and that's the the Thunder look fly in their new jerseys. They did. They did look very nice in the uh, the. The Sunset 2.0 jerseys from uh, from Nike. So I, I got a question. What is the deal with the with the OKC being broken up like that? So you know, it's like the white outline. No, no, no. Uh, it's like, what it is. It's uh, well, I thought it was supposed to represent sound waves. That's why the little. Uh, that's uh, on the back. Yeah. But yeah, those, these orange, but these sunsets don't have those back lines. Uh, but he's he's referring to the offset kind of divided OKC, right? Yes. Jacket OKC. That's that's uh, I, I take it to mean lightning. But I think Nike's quote was it represents speed. That represents speed. Yeah, it looked like they're kind of leaning forward, like out of the ball. Oh, okay. I guess. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I'm down with it. I just, I don't know. I guess you know what? Maybe it's that they didn't want it to look too much like the previous Sunset jerseys. Uh, where it was just the you know straight up OKC up in the front, uh, so they wanted to break it up a little bit. But it looked nice. They looked very nice. I mean, 
they're not going to get lost going anywhere out in public with those type with those color jerseys. No, I really it like was, the uh, the royal blue little outline around the around the neck. The, I think that's the only place on the jersey that color is. It's all navy and sunset, and then you have the royal blue around the neck, and then they wore those socks. I felt like that made that blue really pop. I mean, that looked like a neon orange out there. I don't know if it was in contrast with the with the Dallas Maverick blue jerseys, but that that was a neon looking orange out there, which was nice. I liked them. I do um, so, like the uh, the waistband. It has like strips of blue on there. So as you mentioned earlier, they don't have like the sound waves on the back of the jersey. But if you look mm-hmm. at the waistband, it's mm-hmm. got like broken up lines in there. Yeah, but um, that was probably you know the best thing about this game once we got the final result in. Uh, so the Thunder came into this game having um, having won a, a just a big time victory. Um, against the Phoenix Suns, you know, even though it's Phoenix, uh, they were missing Paul George, they were missing Alex Brenes, and seven minutes into that game, they were missing Terrence Ferguson, uh, and so we had a uh, we had kind of a hero come up and step up from the bench, Abdul Nader, um, and so heading into this game, we were without Terrence Ferguson, we were without um, Alex Brenes, who are both apparently suffering from some norovirus, I think, some stomach bug. Is that is that what they're saying? Yeah, that's kind of what I they're mean, saying. I mean, if you talk but... about it, if you talk about it, you're not going to catch it. So don't worry. Go ahead. <laughs> but my question is, at, at what point should we start really worrying about Alex Abrinas having something more serious than stomach issues? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think his uh, previous illness was a different thing. I think that was just kind of a flu-like thing. But now he's now he's got this. I don't know. He can't handle the travel, I guess. Man, he needs to, he needs to he needs to have his wife just pack his lunch for him every time they go on a on a road trip. <laughs> I don't want him eating out um and just getting sick all the time. But yeah, so this game, Terrence Ferguson was out, Alex Abrinas was out. Um and so we decided to go ahead and start Ab- Abdul Nader and uh what did you guys think about that move? Well, there was a there was a reason for that. The Mavs also were without Wesley Matthews. Um, so uh, if you take a look at their starting lineup, they started two power forwards, one small forward, a center, and then their point guard. So I think I think otherwise he would have probably gone with Diallo um, mm-hmm. in that spot. But with them going big right out of the gates, I think he thought it would be good to get get a little bit more size in there. But I don't know. It didn't work out at first. <laughs> it didn't. So so let's let's go ahead and and kind of uh, get into this game. So. Quick disclaimer real quick. I didn't watch this game. Uh, Anthony didn't watch the first half of this game. Uh, mm-hmm. The man that viewed it pretty much the whole way through is going to be Steven. Um, so he's the one that's going to lead you through the TiVo. So if you didn't watch this game, don't even worry about it. Thunder fans, we got your back. Let's hook up the TiVo. You, you don't have to explain to me why you, you need TiVo. <laughs> All right, so first quarter. What happened in the first quarter? Uh, so like I said, it started off pretty rough for Abdul Nader. He was getting kind of worked over by the Dallas front line, um, by every member of it. He was just kind of put in the blender. Uh, Paul George scored our first four points, which is cool. Um, he would end up scoring a lot at the end. We'll get to that later. 
There was a personal 8-0 run by Paul George. Not that he scored all the points, but he either scored or created all the points, including a couple of nice steals. And he had an assist for Nader's <laughs> own bucket in the corner, kind of in transition. Russ started the game one for five. Everything was short. We'll get back to that later. Yes. Unfortunately, Dallas answered that 9-0 run, not immediately, but later in the quarter with a 9-0 run of their own right when the bench kind of started to filter in. And at the end of the first, it was 28-27. to Thunder. Thunder on the high side. Thunder up by Stickman. Yeah, yeah. So, so Thunder up by one Terrence Ferguson. (laughs) There you go. So, Abdul uh, Abdul Nader, he, what, he didn't do too well? He... Uh, so, and I don't know. He he didn't shoot well. He was mm-hmm. one for five in the game, one for four from three. But you know, if one of those threes goes in, then he shot well. So that's not that big of a deal. It was just how, how did it, how did he look defensively? So the, yeah, that like, was the problem. That was the problem. Um, in particular, and I don't know why this was the matchup to start the game. Um, I probably would have put him on Max Cleaver personally, but he started out on Harrison Barnes, and. Barnes just took him into the post and just completely worked him over. Uh, he stayed on the court a lot in the first half. I don't know. He didn't play very much in the second half. I yeah. think he kind of moved away from that. I know I didn't see him at the game at the end of the game, so I guess they yeah. kind of went, went with I don't somebody think he should be putting up with Harrison Barnes, that's for sure. No. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so moving on to the second quarter, um, what happened then so it seems like we kind of lost a little bit of our way in the second quarter yeah well it started off encouragingly because right at the end of the first Dennis Schroeder hit a floater and a three and then right at the beginning of the second he had another three and then a floater um so that was 10 points he only I think he had another yeah yeah he had another driving layup so he had 12 points over the span of about four minutes from the end of the first to the beginning of the second that ended up being all the points he had in the se- in the first half with those 12 in those four minutes. Uh, there was a nice little encouraging stretch out of Patrick Patterson where he got a post layup and then immediately hit two threes right after that. Oh, snap. We wasted a game where he went off yeah. like that? Yeah, like that. He had a nice little hot stretch. Um Unfortunately, so he did. He scored two more. So he, Patterson ended up with ten, broke double digits. Yeah, we wasted a double digit Patterson game. Um, Unfortunately, we won't see another one for about another for about another month. Hey man, maybe this is his <laughs> pickout game. Maybe Return of Peepat. Yeah, yeah. Return of Peepat. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so that, that was my bad. So so the second quarter was not where the wheels fell off. The, the Thunder actually did pretty good in that second quarter. And actually outscored them by one, so that was my fault. Oh no, you're good. Um, so yeah, I, there was a there was one pretty cool play, and actually this happened a few times where Jeremy Grant would have a mismatch and they throw it into the post, and I just found it kind of noteworthy. This is something that they just do when Jeremy Grant has a mismatch now, and he's pretty reliable on getting a bucket in that situation. Don't you just think he's going to score when they throw it to him with a small on him? Usually, yeah, he's usually. not. He's not Serge Ibaka out there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's exactly the comparison that came to mind for me. Because you can throw it to Serge with a small on him, and he's just gonna do that sprint across the lane hook shot 
fading away and it's it never worked out so i just thought that was cool i've got a few announcer notes Mm -hmm. a little little announcer update (laughs) okay uh mr cage continually throughout the game called him luca donchick so I i don't know why he couldn't even look up how to pronounce the probable rookie of the year's last name which, which which every like the announcers when they get their media guides has the pronunciations of the names in there so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and well and what i don't understand about these things is a his partner is saying the name correctly the whole time <laughs> does he think he does he think fisher's getting it wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right you ain't gonna show me up your first year <laughs> And then B, Ricky. why don't they ever correct him like at halftime or something or like during I, I know, the timeout? They got, they just got be like, hey man, they got producers in their ears. Why don't they just somebody go, That's hey, Michael Donchich? That's what Chich. I don't get. I'm, um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the producers have already realized that there's just no point. <laughs> Let's just let them roll with it, and and we'll we'll issue retractions later. This is uh, a lost season when it comes to the announcing team. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is a lost season when it comes to them. They're having a bad year. Um, yes, I, I, I have a couple more notes on them. <laughs> Another one for Michael Cage. Max Kleber throughout the game was Max Keebler. <laughs> yeah, like the, like the elves. Wow. <laughs> now he was just hungry there. That's all that was. He, he was just hungry. That's a big man. He's got to eat. Man. And then this one isn't a mispronunciation, and this one's from Mr. Fisher. Um, but at one point, late in the second quarter, when Russ was really struggling, I think he ended the first half, yeah, two for eight from the field. And those two were layups. They were both layups. He missed everything he took outside of the lane. He took a mid-range jumper, highly contested, and Mr. Fisher said, and that's where Russell Westbrook has really been making his living tonight. And I'm like, if that's where he's making his living, he's going hungry. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, last game, so I rewatched uh, the Phoenix game, and I saw at the end where Chris Fisher said something like he had a 40-burger. A 40-burger, yeah. What yeah. the heck is that? What is a 40-burger? I've heard of a 40-piece. I've never heard of a 40 40- burger well i mean you could at least at a 40 ounce i mean give me something give me a better reference don't give me 40 burger what is that oh my god gosh it's announcing team it's something that they're gonna get michael cage on it's something that he's he's trying to uh to to work into the lexicon i i I so he's trying to coin it something out of chicken something else chris fisher stop trying to make burger happen No one's no then, one's following you on this one. And then who eats a forty ounce burger? Like, <laughs> oh, I have no idea, man. I, I I hope he doesn't do that ever again. I hope I don't hear that. All right, all right. So so one last thing happened in the third in the second quarter uh-huh. before the end, and that was there was a really cool sequence where the Thunder got out on the break a little bit, and Grant had a really awesome dunk. Really, the coolest part of the dunk was his hanging on the rim afterwards by one hand like swinging around it was really cool and then immediately after that paul george uncorked a nice windmill on the break oh nice i i, I did see the windmill the windmill was nice it was very cool and that was within about a minute of each other um and the thunder actually went in to halftime up by, by two 
about two. 59 to 57. Uh, Paul George had 17 at the break. Russell Westbrook had five, again, on that two for eight shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, four rebounds, five assists. Schroeder, again, had those 12 on five of seven shooting in about four minutes. And then Patrick Patterson and Jeremy Grant added eight of their own. I believe, right. weren't, uh, I believe at halftime, Paul George and Schroeder combined were like 12 for 20. They had only missed eight shots between the two of them. It's pretty wow. good. Wow. That's good. All right, so moving on to the third quarter, and this is where the wheels fell off. And this is for the second game in the row where the wheels have yeah. kind of come off. So can you kind of tell me what happened in this quarter, Stephen? Uh, yeah, it happened It happened fast and it happened early. Uh, yeah. The Thunder came out. And so let me give you a summary of the first nine to ten possessions, depending on offensive rebounds and things like that for each team. Mm-hmm. The Thunder didn't score. The Mavs made four threes, and I I noticed, so I actually went back and looked. Every field goal attempt that they took in their first 10 possessions was a three-pointer. Wow. (laughs) They just just came out chucking. Like, they were like, we're just going to shoot some threes and see what happens. And, well, what happened was a 12-0 run. Chucking chucking like like bad shots or was like literally open most of the time? No, they, they, uh, they were pretty good shots, but it was just like you just don't see that many in a row unless that's like the point of their offense, you know. Wow. Uh, so they, they basically went on a 12-0 run? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Rick Carlisle at halftime got a phone call from uh, Mike D'Antoni, and he was like, hey, just try shooting threes. See how that works out for you. Run the Houston offense. Right. Yeah. Hey, that – that that Mavs team, I mean, I, I don't know. Is their GM still Donnie Nelson or Don Nelson, whoever, the son? Sure. Yeah, their GM, um, he has he has some important decisions to make to turn this team into a, a, a contender here in the next couple of years because Don just, he, he's, he's bona fide. That, 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 that kid is going to be a great in the NBA, I he's think. He's going to, yeah, he's the real deal. I, I think he's going to be probably, you know, battling for best European player ever in the NBA uh, by the time it's all said and done. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how the Mavs kind of um, build this team around him. Yeah, I mean, that's appropriate considering the current best European player ever in the NBA is is his elderly teammate. Yes, elder statesman who really he, he shouldn't be playing anymore. Elderly it is because I saw him. Like uh, he picked up a foul, I think late in the third quarter, against a driving shooter, and like literally, he maybe got like three inches off the floor. Mm-hmm. That's like, pretty he, good for him. He he cannot jump anymore. It's just ridiculous. I he, mean, granted, he, he he's seven foot tall, and he does. There's not a whole lot of need for him to jump high, but like it. I mean, you can tell like it's bad. Here's my thing. So I, I know Dirk played a little bit in this game. Was was Westbrook or George in the game? And- Ever he played? Was there not like no. a pick and roll to try no. to isolate? He, uh-huh. he he basically only played bench minutes, and he was just basically a spot up shooter. Shooter was the one that took advantage or tried to take advantage of of uh, Nervitsky when he was on the floor and uh, drive on him, and he got a couple foul calls. But uh, Shooter was the one that was basically uh, having his way with uh, Nervitsky. Yeah, okay. Dirk Dirk only played ten minutes. All right, so yeah, so that twelve zero run. Popped the Mavs lead up to 10, 69 to 59. Um, 
for the first six minutes and 35 seconds of the quarter, and there's only 12 minutes in a quarter, so that's over half, <laughs> the Thunder scored one point, Ooh. and that point was on a Dennis Smith Jr. technical foul, so they didn't even earn that point. <laughs> oh, wow. And then there was a sequence in the third that it looked like was going to kind of spur the Thunder back into the game, and it didn't quite work out that way, but I think it was just really noteworthy to show how bad this team wanted this game, even though the shots weren't falling. Uh, After Paul George missed two consecutive free throws, Steven Adams had just back-to-back dives for loose balls. Like, he dove for that rebound, got it out to Russ, who I think took a three, missed it kind of a loose ball situation Adams dove for that one too and got it to Russ again and he ended up making a layup and then immediately got another layup and really good timeout by Rick Carlisle because it looked like Mm. we're picking up some momentum and he kind of snuffed it out with that timeout Mm. but like I said it didn't really get him back in the game they ended up down 11 at the end of the third Um, yeah so so the Mavericks outscored the Thunder by 13 27 to 14 and so that set them up heading to the fourth quarter up by 11. Yep, that's right. And again, I had to write down the note that Russ just couldn't make anything. And literally every single shot, except the at this point he was four for 18, which I think were all layups. Literally every single shot that he took outside the paint was short. It was all front rim. I don't know what wow. that's about. At this point, I'd like to see him miss one long. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, try to overcompensate, please. Yeah. So that's that's when, this is when the game kind of got back in the good graces for the Thunder. And it was due to a bench lineup that we'll probably never see again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we'll get a little bit more on that lineup later. But the lineup really put a lot of effort in and made a lot of plays that were unexpected um shout out shout out ray felton so they got it back no ray 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 shout out ray ray they got it back with a 13 to 2 run to get it into the 86 86 score Mm -hmm. uh and then that's probably the play of the game was at the tail end of that run where nerland's noel blocked dwight powell at the rim russ flew out of bounds and saved it into diallo who made one of the most athletic catches i've ever seen like he kind of, it was behind him and it was like a back shoulder fade and he uh-huh. caught it with like a spin move and then he was on the break one on one and I thought he was gonna just annihilate whatever Dallas player that was I don't even know and instead he threw a backdoor lob to Patrick Patterson who slammed it home oh wow yeah. Pat dunked it that's number five right Pat dunked it on a lob yeah. it was pretty cool what um, I put the thunder up too and then the we Thunder just started. a game where P-Pat got a lob? Got a yeah, lob. P- so P-Pat was rocking threes in the first half and, and backdoor alley-oops in the second half. Oh, my goodness. How in the world do we do that? Well, I'll tell you, because right after that, Thunder started clanging three-pointers, and they missed probably like five in a row, just like not even close to making them. And they were all good looks. They were all open. Schroeder had a couple that he missed back-to-back wide open. Yeah, there was a stretch of five with two of them, Schroeder, one, uh, one... Paul George, one Westbrook, and one Grant. Just wide open threes, and they just so couldn't hit. Overall on the night, we were 9 for 38 from three-pointer. That's 23.7%. That's not ideal. No, not. <laughs> so, I mean, you remember whenever uh, at the beginning of the season, or early in the season, 
whenever Schroeder was hitting all those spot up threes, yeah. we were like, hey, if he continues this, we're going to be great. And then I know somebody said, well, regression's going to happen. And regression has happened over the past month or so with uh, Schroeder and his spot up threes. Yeah, right, and so he's, we started, down to, start, he's down to 32.6% on the uh, season from three, which is about what we expected. You yeah. know? <laughs> and uh, then uh, one other thing on well, we're throwing out percentages. The Thunder were 14 for 21 from the line, which is two-thirds. Yep. Yeah. 66.7. Yeah. Not great. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the exact number. I appreciate that. Uh, well, 66.6 so, repeated, if you're yeah. going to be exact. <laughs> so, so yeah, line, I mean, look, if they just, the if they just go... Six after the decimal point. If they just shoot 75%, which isn't even good, then... then they win this game or at least go to overtime you know like that it's a problem it's a problem for the team yeah all uh, right so we clanked a whole bunch of threes yeah. so so i started watching at this point so i started watching at the point where we were up by it was like five or seven we were up by five on and off for a while i don't know if it ever got yeah. to seven um and, then, and that was and all because of paul george up the ball. well that well in between there was a, a really awesome stretch from Paul George. So let me just list some possessions for you. Uh, Paul George got fouled on a three, made all three free throws. Then he hit a three. Then he made two more free throws. Then Steven Adams missed two free throws. So ignore that one. Then Paul George hit another three and then had a turnover. Wow. And then he hit a two and then Russ had a turnover. And so, yeah, so the coughing up the ball kind of started toward the tail end of that. But Paul George had a personal 11-0 to run to kind of wow. seemingly take control of the game. But? But, yeah, then, like, I, like, yeah like I said, the, you had the one turnover <laughs> where he just lost it on the dribble, got it taken away. And then you had one where they were kind of doing that curl along the sideline and Russ didn't throw it far enough out there. It really should have been a bounce pass. And Harrison Barnes got his hand on it and took it down. I'm not I'm not even sure what ended up happening, but you can't turn the ball over twice in the last minute and a half in a close game like that, you know, on the road. No, you can't. No, you can't let a guy uh get a wide open layup to put them up by one, which which they did on that defensive mix up with uh Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, that was a bad play right there. Yep, that was a bad one. Um, even so, Paul George missed a pretty good look, guarded by Dennis Smith Jr., down by one. Uh, I don't know, it was kind of a discombobulated possession. They did their best to get it to Paul George. The Dallas Mavericks did their best to not get it to Paul George. And you ended up with a switch with a point guard on him. He contested the shot pretty well, but it's still mm -hmm. one that you expect Paul George to make. It fade away from inside the free throw line. And he, it just rolled out on him. Um, even so, the Thunder had another chance. They got a missed free throw. Had the ball with 1.7 left, down by two. And then Russ had to take an impossible shot from the corner. At, at that point, he didn't even want to shoot the ball. He was trying to pass it down low. And then he faked the pass down low and then had to uh -huh. shoot it off one foot from the corner. And he still almost made it. <laughs> at, but but he front-ribbed it. He, he yeah. left it short. Theme of the night. He left it short. And weirdly, though, even though throughout the course of that game, with there was no shot that I thought Russell Westbrook was going to make <laughs> in, during that game. 
But even even so, the last shot, I was like, this would be the most rust thing ever for him to make this impossible shot. When that ball was in the air, I was like, oh, that's going in. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going in. It, it looked it looked good. Like that little, he he literally did an O to to Nowitzki whenever he shot right. that shot. <laughs> yeah, like on accident. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, because he he that ball was like hot potato in his hands. He yeah, was yeah, trying to find the first open orange jersey. Now, I will say throughout the game, we didn't mention it, but Luca puts Paul George kind of on ice. And, and he puts Paul, him on skates. Yeah, he puts him on skates and, and, and has like a nice little spin move to the basket. So, you know, not too often that you see Paul George get, get tripped up like that. I mean, it happened It happened just the other night against uh, Utah. <laughs> Russell yeah. Westbrook saved Russell him. Russell Westbrook, yeah. That's he true. would have been all over the highlight reels if Russ hadn't blocked that or taken that foul. All right, so it ends up being 105 to 103, uh, Mav. Um, and so, you know, we play them again tomorrow, unfortunately. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, whatever. Let's get some revenge. Yeah, let's get some vengeance. Yeah, let's let's do that. I, ju- I just saw uh, I just saw the Bumblebee movie. And uh, one of the clips on there was uh, was about revenge. So, so yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's go ahead and get some revenge against these Mavs. We're 0-2 against them this year. That sucks. Uh, um, but before we even move on to anything like that, um, let's talk about some terrible Twitter takes of tomorrow because there's going to be some terrible Twitter takes of tomorrow uh, whenever we talk about Russ, whenever we talk about how he did. Um, so... What do you guys think? What do you guys think people are going to say in this? I'm not even going to say 24 hours because we play them again in less than 24 hours. So in these next 18 hours, what type of tweets do you think you're going to see out there? Russell Westbrook should never shoot again. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I know for sure. I've, I haven't checked my Twitter feed yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a bunch of uh, – a bunch of people saying what about now in the mentions in the comments section of my of my latest article of your article <laughs> yeah <laughs> about tra- trading westbrook or yeah, or the yeah. crazy people that want to trade westbrook right right they're gonna co- they were all hushed i think by it. they're gonna come out of the woodwork now and be like what about now man it's so funny <laughs> like like all those so you know you have your westbrook stands that just defend them you know regardless of whatever he does and then you have your westbrook detractors that you know he can he could have a fifty point triple triple double and win the game and they're just like well if he would have passed it more he wouldn't have had to play you know like that um, yeah but I, I just can, I, go ahead I can already tell you that if for whatever reason let's say Paul George continues what he's doing which is statistically having the greatest season in his career and he doesn't win the MVP it's already Russell Westbrook's fault <laughs> yeah I, I I can just see that also I really can. Uh, but that, yeah, so just just be be prepared, Thunder fans, um, that there are going to be some terrible, horrible Twitter takes <laughs> from Thunder fans and from Westbrook detractors alike um, when it comes to this game tonight. So those will be on your feed tonight and tomorrow. Uh, so have fun with those. Uh, uh, but on a more lighter note, let's go ahead and move on to player of the game. So, of course, player of the game, who do you guys got? 
I mean, it's pretty obviously Paul George, I think. I, I would yeah. like to I'd like to mention real quickly that I didn't actually think Russell Westbrook played that badly in this game. Mm-hmm. I, I he made a lot of plays on defense. He was hustling. He had some really awesome blockouts of Dallas big guys to secure rebounds. Uh he's not going to shoot 4 for 4 for 22 very yeah. often despite what the internet and the terrible Twitter takes of tomorrow might have you believe. Uh, and honestly, he was hesitant mm-hmm. to shoot. There were like a couple threes I, I would like to have back. He shouldn't be taking eight threes, but he was just trying to get it going. And they were all open. Like, I don't know. I, I was fine with most of the shots he took. I just wish they'd gone in. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. He overall, he had a really good night, except for shooting wise. Um, but of course, in this world where you either Russell Westbrook shoots too much or he, um, messes up the game for the thunder you know that's all they're going to ever look at but i agree with you i think he made up defensively uh with assists with rebounding elsewhere where he was lacking on his offensive game yeah so So sorry to derail this um paul george mvpg paul george was great i Mm -hmm. like like we were saying earlier he had 11-0 run personally in the fourth quarter he had that 8-0 run I mentioned where he didn't score all the points, but he caused the entire 8-0 run by himself. He can just take over games for stretches. Uh, you have his stats, Alex? Uh, for for Paul George? Yeah, in this game. Uh, yeah, so Paul George, he, uh, he had 36 points, 5 rebounds, 0 assists, 2 steals. Uh, he shot 12 of 24 from the field, 9 of 12 from the line, and 3 of 11 from 3. So, That's so, good. He, he, so yeah, but he had he had a good scoring night, um, but you know, I guess we, we've caught, we've kind of gotten to the point now where where we need his other stuff to affect other facets of the game, and I don't think so. As far as rebounding, he only you know he only had five. Um, as far as playmaking, assisting, you know, he he didn't have any assists. So I think in a game where maybe Russell Westbrook is struggling. And when Russell struggles, I've seen a, a kind of correlation between Russell struggling and Stephen Adams struggling because if the defense can lay off of Russell, they're sagging into Stephen Adams. And so if Paul George is not able to play make, you know, kind of make up for that, it kind of causes the offense to to not be as efficient as it can be. And it's, this is not an efficient offense to begin with anyway. Well, I think uh... – uh, rebound wise we got out rebounded by 10 uh, Adams only had 9 uh, Westbrook had 9 and you know fighting down there with DeAndre Jordan and Powell um, like you said they're sagging off of uh, Russell Westbrook double teaming Adams so he's not getting the rebounds that we normally get uh, Jeremy Grant only had 2 rebounds it was just not a great rebounding night for Grant and Adams like we usually put up mm-hmm yeah, this is a team that, and this is a team that that gang rebounds. Um, so you know, Jordan had seventeen, Kleber had seven, uh, Barnes had six. Um, so it's just one of those nights where I, I think, you know, I, I'm happy Paul George scored and did what he did. Uh, but you know, maybe let, let's let's give him the uh, the Westbrook effect and just say, hey, if he would have re- rebounded a little bit more, maybe we would we would have won this game easily. Yeah. Um... So it's obviously kind of hard to to throw a lot of praise on a player when you lose the game. But 
you know, congratulations, Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want it to make it seem like that. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I, I think we've reached a point where we need Paul George to to not just score, but also give us other parts of the game. And he didn't tonight, and, and we struggled. We struggled, you know, partially probably because of that. Agreed. But nonetheless, your player of the game, Paul George. Do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? <laughs> That'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Whatever. All right. So, uh, moving on to. So, there was a specific rotate, a specific unit that you wanted to talk about, Stephen, um, that, that you were kind of shocked with and enamored with at the same time so can you please tell us what unit that is what your favorite unit of the game was uh yeah well i don't i wasn't enamored with it like i said i don't think we'll ever see it again but they did a really good job for a really short stretch of four or five minutes um getting the thunder back into the game and that unit was dennis schroeder ray felton hamadou diallo patrick patterson and nerland's noel uh and you know the funny thing is a lot of the plays that they made were by Ray Felton. He had yeah. two rim protection plays in a very short what? period, one one of which he went straight up and made Dwight Powell travel. Yeah, he just jumped up on Powell and Powell was like, "Oh my god," and just and just traveled. Yeah, yeah, he didn't well, expect them to be there and he, he When that much when when that much humanity jumps out at you, you kind of, you know, it kind of <laughs> startles you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He, and then he also fouled Dwight Powell at the rim, and Dwight missed both free throws. So count that as a stop, too. He took a charge on the perimeter, all within. This was in like the span of like four possessions. And he also made a three pointer. Wow. Yeah. We wasted um, a game where he did that. Yeah. And, and then on the other end, Diallo. You know, the guy thinks he belongs. He took the ball right at Dirk and got an and one. He was like, oh, this guy can't stay in front of me. And he, he indeed could not. So oh, wow. you had the play we talked about earlier with the Patterson alley-oop dunk, the Netherlands Noel block. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, again, I don't think Dennis Schroeder, Ray Felton is a, a backcourt that you're going to see get a lot of minutes together, mm-hmm. but they did good. Let me ask you a crazy question because i see this i see this sometimes in in every basketball game it's not just thunder basketball games but i see it more with the thunder because of course i follow them um but so and and we're not coaches i'm, I'm not an nba coach i don't think you are an nba coach steven i don't know what you do in your real life but i don't think you i don't think you're an nba coach anthony I, I know you're not an nba coach so whenever you see a unit out there with rhythm with flow regardless of what the rotation is why don't you think coaches keep them out there maybe even a little bit longer oh i'm sure i think he did i think he i think he only planned that minute to get like two minutes and then Uh and then they stayed in for five or six like i think i think he did give them a little bit of leash and then he brought russ back in first uh yeah because russ was trying to get his feel back but i mean look you're not gonna you're not gonna play raymond felton 12 minutes you know or 10 minutes consecutively when he hasn't seen he's seen the court very often so i think he I gave mean, we, him a little we, bit of leash we played nader 30 yeah right right last yeah. game <laughs> that's true that's true 
So, I mean, he was feeling it. So, I mean, I, I just, it's just something I, I wonder. Every time I see that, every time I see that, it's just something that, you know, that I, I notice about um, rotations and things in the game. But I also know that a lot of times whenever the bench is out there doing the things that they do, they do it against the other team's bench. Um, and so, you know, whenever the other team is bringing in their starters, you know, it can get out of it, it can get out of hand if you don't have your own starters in there. Um, but outside of that, um, that's all I got for this game. We play this team again tomorrow, but this time um, on the Chesapeake Arena at the Chesapeake Arena. Um, hopefully, the outcome is different. Hopefully, the team can shoot a little bit better um, instead of what they what they showed out there tonight. Um, but make sure you check out the weekly. Uh, the weekly, uh, we recorded it tonight and it'll come out on, what is it? Tuesday. Uh, so it'll come out on Tuesday. Um, you can always find us at OKC topic thunder on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on thundersintentions.com. You can find us on now that's thunder basketball.com. Um, and, and you can find us anywhere where you get your, your podcast, iTunes. Uh, if you do go through iTunes, make you make sure you su subscribe to us. Uh, make sure you give us a five-star rating. That really helps us out with our rating within the iTunes network. Um, leave a positive review if you want to. If you don't want to leave a positive review, if you want to leave a negative review, don't leave a review at all. Um, you can also find us on Stitcher, Spotify, and basically anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts. But outside of that, uh, you guys have yourselves a good night. I won't talk to you tomorrow, so Happy New Year. Um, and as always, thunder up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.